Well, and hello and shalom to everyone under the sound of my voice. Peace be upon your life. All the chaos that has been established by evil be destroyed. Every piece of it. That's what Yeshua spoke when he told, uh, when he said peace, you know, he was crossing to the other side and then the enemy got in the atmosphere to resist their, their travel, their forward progress. And Yeshua said, peace be still. Actually he said, shalom, shin, destroy, lamed, the authority or control, vav, that is established, mem on the end, chaos. The authority that had established that chaos, he said, be destroyed. And the ocean went back to doing what it normally does. The wind went back to doing what it normally does because the spirit that was involved in it was dealt with. So I say shalom to you again. You get that understanding by studying the Hebrew letter word meaning. I have a book, Keys of Revelation, and you can get more information how to get that book, that study guide, and you'll be able to go on those Hebrew letter words and determine what they mean. Yeshua said, I am the Alatah. In the uh, book of uh, Barashit called Genesis, it reads, Barashit, Barah, Elohim, Et, Hashemim, Ha'ares. In the beginning, the Alatah. The father, Elohim, created the Olive Tav. Yeshua said, that's me. And the Olive Tav, the word, which is the word, created the heavens and the earth. And all through the book, uh, books in the Tanakh, as well as Hazan, Yeshua making the declaration that he is the Olive Tav, the same Olive Tav in the beginning in Barashi 1 and 1. I know you didn't know that, but you know it now. All right, we're going to get back in this session here, uh, dealing with the message that Yeshua taught, the message that Yeshua taught, and we pointed out, earlier showed you scripture gave you kingdom concepts uh what his message was based on and that was the country the place the government of the kingdom yeshua 9 tells us that on his shoulders the government of the kingdom was placed now he's not talking about the congregation we are not yeshua we didn't come and pay no price for nothing he did he brought the government of the kingdom back and left the Holy Spirit to continue on in that ministry in our lives. So we're gonna look at now, uh, based on what we have taught, go back and catch videos. If you're on YouTube Live, hit the like button and the subscribe button, the bell at the top right corner, and you'll be notified every time we are on teaching the message of the kingdom. Now, as we stated earlier, I'm gonna say it again, uh, we can look at some things Yeshua did not teach. He did not teach the message of prosperity. He did not teach the message of healing. He did not teach the message of faith. He did not teach the prophetic message. He did not teach the message of wholeness. All of these that we are, many are teaching was not what Yeshua taught. Yeshua taught the message of the kingdom, prosperity, faith, healing, wholeness is a product of the lifestyle of a kingdom citizen who have learned their benefits and are applying the benefits to our lives. Everything that we just mentioned come with the kingdom. I know you got shook up. He didn't teach faith. I know it. I, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. That's the problem. That's why he said we got to change the way we think because his government is here now. Now let's look at this. Uh, we're going to go into this topic here. This subtopic, Yeshua taught us how to enter the kingdom. Now watch this. Matthew Yahoo 5 and 20. We'll begin reading there. For I tell you that unless your righteousness, come on, come on out of here, surpasses that of the Pharisee 
and the teachers of the law. He is talking about the law and traditional laws of the elders. You will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Notice he did not say the kingdom of Elohim called God. He said the kingdom of heaven. What is the kingdom of heaven? It's the place. It's the country. It's the territory where every living being, everything is 100% conformed to the father's will, his laws, his culture, his plan, his agenda, what he won't done. That's the place. Heaven is a place. The kingdom of Elohim called God is the impact, influence, and authority of that place ruling and living in the heart of mankind in the earth who have been born again. All right. So he said, unless your righteousness, and he was talking about the teaching of the tradition of the elders. You have the laws, a tradition of the elders. You have ceremonial law, you have ritual, you have civil law. Ceremonial ritual as well as, uh, well, ceremonial and ritual, Yeshua completed all of that uh, by what he did. You don't need no goat blood, sheep blood. He shed his own blood, all right? And that was like a band-aid until the wound, wound was healed. We don't need the cast on our arm now. The arm is healed, so there's no need for that anymore. The civil law was laws and regulation to govern the nation of Israel to make them different and special from all the other nations. The civil law of the kingdom is the eternal law, and that's the policy of the government of the kingdom laws that govern us now. That's the difference there. So the righteousness of the Pharisees couldn't get you born again couldn't get you restored. The teachers of the law, the scribe, it could do none of that, none of that. So what he was telling, he was saying then, unless you learn about the kingdom laws, unless you learn of the king, unless you learn and familiarize yourself with his dominion, the way he ruled things, the way he governed things, you know, unless you do that, you can't enter or you can't be a citizen of and receive the benefits of. So he was teaching us. And of course, we know that in order to become a citizen, a person must first receive the benefit of being released from the penalty that was laid up on all mankind that was taken care of by the last Adam, Yeshua, he provided a place of forgiveness so that we could be restored back to our position of righteousness in relationship with the father. A man messed it up. A man had to straighten it up. One man messed it up. One man straightened it up through one man rebellion into the world through one man righteous, the availability to become righteous entered into the world also. All right. Uh, look at Matthew 7, 21, right back on our notes. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the, notice he said kingdom of heaven. This talking about citizenship, not talking about church membership. Will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. He's still, he, see, Yeshua is teaching about heaven, heaven, heaven. He's not talking about the earth. He's talking about getting saved to go to heaven. No. He is teaching 
the message of the government of the kingdom of heaven. He is telling us how things function and operate in heaven. We are on earth with a mandate to make earth just like heaven through our lifestyle. You see it? So, you know, well, if you confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus, and, and, and believe in your heart, you'll be saved. Well, he said, everybody's saying, Lord, Lord, not, not, not coming in. It's not working. It's not going to happen. He, he didn't, that Romans 10, 9 is the process. That's what happens when a person get born again or receive forgiveness and the Holy Spirit come back in them. It got to start off with the heart and then the mouth own up to what has been done. Many people don't believe that Yeshua did what he did. Don't believe that he is the son of Elohim, Ben Elohim, the son of Elohim called God. Many don't believe that. So he is telling us that you got a lot of people out here calling him Lord. Jesus is Lord over all the earth. That doesn't mean that you enter into the kingdom. No, Yeshua is Lord. And he only become Lord based on what has taken place on the inside. He's telling us how he's taught us how to enter the kingdom. This is the message that he taught. All right. Now, here's another one. Look at Messiah on how to enter the kingdom. Messiah 14 and 22 uh, renamed by the colonizers Acts. The souls of the disciples or scholars exhorting them. Now, he, he's talking about what Sheol was doing. He was strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith. And that through many afflictions, we must enter into Elohim's kingdom. When they, now watch this, through many afflictions, we must enter. And now what he's talking about here, he's talking to people who were citizens, born again, spirit filled. Now, what did he mean? Uh, what did the translation translators have in their mind when they rendered it this way? Is it based on precepts of the kingdom? Is this thought a concept of the kingdom, a thought that agree with the original idea of the father? Does the father want us having a hard time living in his domain, having a hard time when we get restored back to the position of righteousness with him, having a hard time casting demons out? No, he wasn't talking about any of that. Now, Timotheus said many are the, afflictions of the righteous, but the father deliver out of them all. What he was telling them here is that in order to live out a lifestyle based on the kingdom of heaven laws, culture, the will of the father, we would get resistance from the government of the earth of the world. Excuse me. The dark government religion always resists the kingdom government. Uh, secularism resists the government of the kingdom. So what he is telling them, him, them now is that you living in a culture with another set of laws, another set of rules. You living in a different government. You part of a denomination. You part of a religious organization who have their own rules and governing policy. So in order to uh, stay in your place in a position of righteousness, and operate in your dominion, you're gonna be opposed. Just know when you do this, you're gonna be opposed. The most resisted, the most resisted doctrine, the most resisted precepts and concepts 
in this earth are those of the kingdom. The most resisted people in the earth are citizens of the kingdom. Religion is everywhere in all shape, form, or fashion. Atheists are everywhere. But when you start talking about the government of the kingdom and how you can't mix it and it never mix, when you start talking about you can actually live a holy, righteous lifestyle, when you start talking about that all excuses have been eliminated in terms of walking a life, living a life that pleases the Father, all this other stuff resists that. You know, so John, John, you, you, you know, you'll be called radical, but off or an occult or I don't know. People call me stuff. They just got started and I can care less because the scripture said if they did it to the green, they'll do it to the dry. When you tell a person uh, Yeshua did not come for them to get saved and go to heaven, they got religion got a problem with it. When you tell them that you were born again and coming to the knowledge of the truth so you can bring heaven to the earth, they have a problem with that. The whole system, religious system in the world, okay, what type it is, is based on a source of thought that opposes the father source of thought in heaven. Remember that. All right, now watch this right here. Now, when you enter, here's a, I want to, verse 23, when they, here's a government, here's king, and we, we, we've been teaching this, the word, the word is the law of the king. So whatever you see, in the word of Elohim, whether it's decreed or, or commanded or orally spoken based on his precepts, his principles, his laws, then what, whenever you see it, you're going to find order. And if we don't agree with that, then we, or not me, but whoever that opposes this is out of order and you have committed an act of rebate. I'm just going to tell you just like it is. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I didn't make any of this up. When they had appointed elders for them in every assembly and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to Yahweh or Adonai on whom they had believed. Elders in every assembly. What is assembly? Assembly is when the idea, the congregation, that Hebrew word idea was translated in English, congregation come together. And that is what you call a kohal in the Hebrew. Kohal, and it's translated in English, assembly. The idea, the individual citizens come together in a place, in a group. So the scripture says that they appointed elders, seniors, or not elders, but you can say pastors. Yeshua called the elders this, pastors, emissaries, prophets, teachers, they ordain elders in the midst of the assembly to do what? Equip, perfect, set in place, watch over the souls of the people of Elohim. That's kingdom government. That's kingdom law. Many of you I'm talking to right now, you're breaking this law. You are rebelling against the order of the government of the kingdom based on, I've been heard in the church. Well, we're not talking about the church. Or I like to... Uh, just go on YouTube and pick my favorite teacher. We're not talking about you, your YouTube and your favorite teacher. Well, they teach what I like to hear. We're not talking about what we like to hear. We're talking about the laws of the government of the kingdom and the structure that the father set up in the earth. You understand? I'm talking about people born. I know good people that really want to learn and stuff like this. They just out here floating. I don't bash nobody at all. Hey, if you that big and bad, you can rebel against the known will of the father and still go to heaven. I'm not going to oppose you. 
<laughs> no, sir, no, ma'am. All right. Now, let's look at this other point. Yeshua warned us not to teach what not to teach or receive. Now, he warned us not to teach or receive what he did not teach. All right. What message did Yeshua teach? He warned us not to teach. If you're a teacher, you, you, before anybody saying anything and putting doctrine in them, doctrine is teachable substance. Doctrine determines our character, behavior, and destiny. If you are doing any of that, or if you are receiving, and everybody's hearing from somebody, some, some people still hear from folk been dead 900 years. You are hearing from somebody, whether it's a football player, athlete, a singer, a rapper, a politician, a professor, a pastor, a teacher, a prophet, evangelist, an emissary. Uh, you hearing from somebody, your mama, daddy, cousin, sister, brother, husband, wife, you're hearing from somebody, but he warned us what to teach and what not to receive. Let's look at it. Matthew, Yahoo 23 and 13. Whoa, hit the air brakes to you. Teachers of the law. Now he's talking about the law of the, uh, and Pharisees. Watch this. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, teachers who are teaching traditions of man and the Pharisees, the denominations, the political folk, the Pope, the bishops, the uh, whatever you may be, the leaders in the institutionalized church organization and uh, you hypocrites. Wow. Two-faced folk, folk not even save up got 9,000 followers talking about you prophesying to somebody and send the cash up and all that stuff. Watch this. He said, you shut the door of the kingdom again of heaven. He didn't say of, of Elohim, God of heaven in people faces. You yourself do not enter, nor will you let those enter who you are trying to, who are trying to see people are really hungry and want to know the truth. But what happens is because of that rebellion against, you know, structure and covers and things like that, people uh, get out here and listen to everybody. And these people are more concerned about followers and cash app and than they are about your souls and what the law of the kingdom are, you see. And so they don't believe. So they close the door in your face and you're really trying to get it right. Trying to get it right and getting it right is two different things until we honor the order and structure that the father have placed in the earth for us. Then we are going to, uh, people are going to be susceptible to, uh, Satan ministers. Uh, second Corinthians 11 talks about that false prophets, false pastors, false teachers, and not even knowing it, but on the inside, I really, uh, people saying, I, I really love the Lord. Uh, I really want to uh, know the truth. I really want to do this. And I ask, okay, where's your congregation? I don't have one. Where's your shepherd? I don't, I don't have one. Well, where is this? I, I said, okay, well, that's, that's the reason you're having problems. Cause number one, you're not lining up with the laws of the kingdom relative to the congregation community concept. See synagogue mean a place to assemble. When it was his custom, a sure custom to go to the synagogue, what he was saying, he would go to the place where people would assemble so he could teach them. It was like a community center. Let's get educated. So you got all this stuff out here 
a form of righteousness, but denying the power. People don't even believe in the tribulation. The seven last seven years, folk think that's happening now. Now, okay, I heard a guy say, say that about 10 years ago. And, and the tribulation, only seven years. Come on, y'all. Come on out of here. We got to watch who we'll listen to. Now, look at Matthew 16, 6 through 12. Now, he's talking about those teaching that we are not to hear. Traditions of man. All right. I know in Christianity, Easter is a tradition of man. Uh, New Year's a tradition of man. Christmas tradition of man. Thanksgiving traditions of man. Uh, grace tradition of man. All kind of stuff. You got other religions, the same thing. All right. Matthew 16, 6 through 12. Let's, 6 and verse 12. Let's let the word do the talking. Verse 6. Yeshua said to them, this Messianic translation, take heed and beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then verse 12, because he said, listen, they thought he was talking about bread, physical bread, and uh, you know, about eating foods. You know, a lot of people are off into eating foods and you eat this, you go into hell and you do that, you're unrighteous. He said, wait a minute, hold on. You read this for yourself. He said, don't y'all, I mean, did you, have y'all not seen the manifestation of the kingdom of heaven on earth? in my life and things that I've done and things that have taken place, you, you should know I'm not talking about no bread with your cook, bro. In verse 12, you straighten it out. He said, then, then they understood that he didn't tell them to beware of the yeast of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You have to be very careful of what's out here now because we have an overload of knowledge from everything and everywhere. Overload of knowledge from everything and everywhere. I get sent uh, several things uh, and videos and stuff like that. And really, I'm be honest, y'all, I don't have time to be looking at all that. I'm focusing on the, I'm focusing on the kingdom. If it's not a kingdom message, I really don't want to hear it. I really don't, you know, um, and especially if it's coming from sources that are out of order, you know, and I know we all try to get each other stuff to check this out, check this out, check. Okay. I checked it out. I don't see the kingdom concepts. Okay. I checked it out. I don't see the kingdom precepts. Okay. I checked it out. How does this fit in the plan? The, the thought, the mind of the father in turn, is that's going to help me colonize the earth? Is that's going to help me carry out the original mandate? If it's not, please, I don't have time for it. And you should be saying the same thing. I don't have time for that. I'm busy learning the laws so I can apply my benefits to my life and have the government of the kingdom manifest everywhere I go. We got an information overload. All right. So he warned us, warned the teachers and especially those who are leading people astray who want, who are wanting to know the truth. Now let's look at this. Because the way we believe now is a, it come from doctrine. That's why it's so important uh, to heed the warning of teaching the wrong stuff and hearing the wrong stuff taught. The source of thought or the school of thought that we are connected to is going to determine the doctrine that we receive. The doctrine that we receive is going to determine our character, behavior, and destiny. Here's a six stage conformity process. This is how we become who we are. You have precepts. Precepts are the original. We're getting ready to deal with some stuff now. The original thoughts, the original ideal. 
concept, pre mean before a beginning, just like principles, pre, prince, the first rules of the prince, the leader, chief leader. All right, the priest, then you have concepts, con mean together or with, concept or thought. When I agree with that thought, that precept, or I receive the original thought, it becomes my thought, my concept. Concepts produce convictions. This the convictions uh, reside in our belief system, what we call where our faith resides. What I believe is my faith. My faith is based on what thought or original idea I have received in my belief system. All right. My belief system, uh, those thoughts that's in me is my will produce philosophy, what I think about and the knowledge that I love. Now, what I think about, what I love to think about, what I agree, what I hold on to will determine my lifestyle. Now, the thoughts that's in me are the original ideas. Okay, so that's what, if you want to change it, that's why Yeshua said change the way that you think. You got to go back to the belief system and deal with those original ideals, you know, the philosophy. If you want to change where you are, your philosophy, how you think, go back and look at what has been deposited, the ideologies that's in my belief system that, that have produced convictions that got in there by way of me agreeing with the precepts. Those concepts are pre, uh, my agreement with precepts. All that has to change. So if I have been born into a culture that's totally different from the culture of the kingdom of heaven, then all of those ideas are in me. Those are my thoughts. That's why I act the way that I act. Let's look at some sources of thought relative to uh, religion. Uh, I talk about the religion I was a part of much, and I'm talking to people who are born again because we have been, been impressed with the same source of thought. Let's look at this note, source of religious beliefs of the Roman, Roman Catholic Church. Let's look at this. I will look at uh, Catholicism, we'll look at Protestants. Like when I joined the military, they asked me what religion I was. I said, I'm a Baptist. I'm born a Baptist. I'm a stay up Baptist. I'm a die a Baptist. <laughs> what religion? <laughs> and they asked me again and somebody punched me in the back and said, Smith, say Protestant. Because they wanted to hear you the Catholic or Protestant. I said, well, Protestant then, if that's a Baptist, you know. I didn't know any better. Okay. And really, Protestants are Catholics. John Calvin was a Catholic uh, uh, priest. You know, not priest, but what you call the ones that study. I can't think of it. Not a nun, but the other one. But in a way, he, was, he died a Catholic. He just simply read the Bible for himself, the translation of the scripture, found out that we're justified by faith and not by penitence of paying it, and he challenged the system. And that's where the Protestant, those who protested, come from. It's still Catholicism. It's still the same thing. And Catholicism means universe, the universal church. What is the church? Ecclesia, the called out ones, the called out political party to carry out the wishes of Caesar. That's, that's what it's Greek Roman thought, Greek thought put in Roman government. And those who had been called out to lead and govern others had to qualify. If you were not European, you couldn't be a part of that party. If you weren't rich, if you wasn't wealthy, you couldn't be a part of that political group. I know, I know, I know they told you different, but that's, that's where the word church come from. Where is in the Bible? Well, it is, but it's not in scripture. You understand? So that uh, Roman government established 
a ecclesia and put bishops and popes in there. Pope mean victor. I mean, Christ mean victor and the Pope is a victor. And the Pope was the mouthpiece for the God of this particular organization. All right. Now, so all Christianity, all denominations, whether you Catholic or Protestant, you're a Catholic because the source of thought emanated from that. The primary branch of Catholicism, you got the Italians and you got the British, Anglin, Anglin. Check your research and found out how that came about and how the other one came about. In the third century, the congregation of Elohim was servant from the Hebraic roots, servant from the kingdom teaching and switched over to religion. Now let's look at some sources of beliefs of the Roman Catholic Church which all Christians are part of. And this belief system is in you. That's why we have to exchange and get it out. See what happens is that dead man thoughts and ideals have been imp imposed upon the living Lord thoughts, his laws and his ideals. So let's look at uh, how some things came about. Let's go to our notes here. Here are the first seven uh, immense, communal, yeah, communal uh, councils. The first council, I had these numbers, the first council of Nicaea. This is a council. This is the Roman government religious church here. You had the council of Nicaea. You had the first council of Constantinople, the council of Ephesus, the council of uh, Caliodon, the council of Constantinople, Stinople, excuse me, I'm stumbling over these words. The third council of, you had the set first, the council of, uh, the second council of Constantinople, you had the first, and then you have the third, and then you got the second council of Nicaea. Let's go to the other note. Now, so all of these councils were developing creeds and rules and doctrine to govern the Roman Catholic Church, not the Holy Spirit, not the laws of the kingdom, not the word of Elohim. They put stuff like they wanted to do it and wrote scripture, translated scripture to fit their agenda and their plan. All right. Now look at another source of thought. So that's just, I'm touching the surface, but we need to understand how or where, where the doctrine that had been taught for over 1800 years, where it come from. We never challenge stuff, put in the book, people won't read it. You get a good song, get a good choir, some lights, people just satisfied with that but it doesn't work like that so we're looking at these sources of thought because Yeshua's warned us what not to receive and what not to teach so where did the bible come from i didn't say the scriptures i didn't say the word of elohim i said the bible which means book of books these books that translations of the scripture where did these books come from here we go the council of Nicaea met to establish universal agreement of what we call the Bible today under order of Constantine, a universal agreement. So the 66 books is a product of the universal, the Catholic Roman Catholic Church, Ecclesia, and what they agree on was the validated word of Elohim, not the Holy Spirit. Many books were burned of scripture Many books, they threw them away. Who said to do this? It wasn't the Holy Spirit. It was Europeans over in Europe, 
in Rome who came together and agreed on this. Well, this the I used to make the confession. This is the infallible word of God, and it wasn't. It was translations of the scriptures, and all the scriptures we still don't have them. We have the presence, we have the scriptures in the presence of the Holy Spirit, but how many know his voice? I know it's rough, it's tough, but it's gonna get better. Now, uh, point number two here, the other councils using the Nicene Creed added to the Bible or modified the doctrine that we see in the Catholic Church today. Uh, number three, the second council of Nicaea declared that images of Jesus and Jesus, Jesus, Latin and Greek terms, not Yeshua, the original name that uh, Adonai uh, was given to uh, Ben Elohim by his father, the image of Jesus, okay, the second council of Nicaea declared that the images of Jesus, this is what they declared, misrepresented him and the images of Mary and the saints were idols. Mm. The images misrepresented him and the now his name wasn't Jesus, it was Yeshua, her name wasn't Mary, her name was Miriam, and the saints were idols. The second council of Nicaea restored the veneration of icons and ended the first icon, iconoclasm. All these Latin words, I don't speak that, that often. All right, so, you know, the white guy with the blonde hair and blue eyes and all of that, they came up with this. So uh, apparently <laughs> they had some false images and this council challenged it, I mean, is either one way or the other. Either they were black like they were and they didn't like that and they said it misrepresented it, so they changed it to what we have today. All right, now. The effects of religious culture. Now you do more studies and start studying that way and, and let's just lead the demons, lead them, let them do what they're doing. We have authority over them. You know, what scientists are doing and mankind is doing and the earth is going through changes, all that kind of stuff. Just let that, learn this, learn where our belief system, uh, the source of it, how did our belief system develop? How did what you're hearing every day develop? The society that we live in, the culture that we live in, how was this developed? How did it come about? Let's learn that. Let's learn the message of the kingdom. All right, the effects of religious culture. Here we go. Here's another uh, developer of the belief system. Another teacher. Let's look at these points. Internal environment are created by concepts. What is the concept? Me believing, receiving, agreeing with a original thought. Internal environment are created in within all of us, our belief system, with our mind, what we think is created by concepts. Remember, receiving the precept. The source of concepts are precepts. The external environment is subject to the internal environment. The external is subject to the internal. So what you see on the outside is subject to what you believe on the inside. The father can create something perfect the way he created. And if I got something in me different relative to my belief system, I won't accept that the way he did it. I'm going to look at it the way I believe it should be. See, many were born men, penals, testicles, and everything. And you can see that. 
but because of what they believe on the inside, they reject that. Uh, hopefully that'll help you out on that right there. All right. The external environment can influence the internal if the internal has no foundation based on the original truth that came from the father. That means that the images hear the power of images and media that media project. These images is the reason why you got the songs, the bad songs that talk about money and things and sex and naked women with the videos. The images are increasing because the images is, are going to impact the inside of people who have no truth in them. Like this, uh, Travis, what was the guy? It's Travis Scott, that tragedy that happened. All of those people were there for the music and the images, the images. And because of the lack of understanding or knowledge of the kingdom, they were impacted to the point that they were gathered to their, to their place and many died. You got people out citizens of the kingdom of heaven are impacted by secular music on because of the lack of understanding and a lack of knowledge of the culture of the kingdom. There's a mixing in music and we know that, you know, music is just have more influence than your mom and daddy do. And you know that that's the way it is now. So what's on when things on the outside change the inside of a person, it's the inside of the person saying that I'm weak. I'm not knowledgeable and I don't have enough foundational truth in me to resist this. Talking about the effects of religious culture. All right. Now the original purpose for mankind contains the key to activating all the spiritual and natural power that mankind possesses that is dormant. The original purpose. All right. What message did Yeshua taught the government of the kingdom? And he began to teach how we are to live. He taught in parabolic language for the primary reason of hiding the truth from people who wasn't ready for it. He taught about things that were different because they were not based on the religious culture. Y'all hear me now. We're not based on another source other than the source being a father himself. So once we get knowledge of our original purpose, which is the original mandate, which is within the government of the kingdom teaching that we are here to manage, to rule, to govern the earth and bring the earth into a state of reflecting heaven along with reproducing holy seed offspring that would become into the image and likeness of the father. That's the purpose. And until we tap into that, then spiritual and natural powers land dormant because there is no reason for it to be activated. Why do I need to use my spiritual dominion to change things in the natural to live in a house with 85 bedrooms just for me and my wife? And I'm not using that. Or that's not helping me carry out the mandate that the father gave me. All right. But faith teaching uh, tell us uh, 
Well, just believe if you want a house, uh, eight, eight, a thousand square feet, use your faith to get it. I mean, how's that going to serve my purpose? So, okay. All right. That's fine. If I'm going to use it for a place that, cause people need to be in those bedrooms for a particular purpose and a reason to use them. And if it's not going to be used to carry out the original intent and purpose that the father had for my life, then why do I need it? You see, learning the laws of the kingdom, the will of the father, the government of the kingdom of heaven is not wasteful. It's not, it doesn't, uh, 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 it's not the pride of life. Why, doc, I got full plane. When I get ready to go preach up north, I got a plane to ride to go preach up north. And I got another plane to, to preach down south, doc. And when I fly out on the west coast, I got another plane to fly out there, doc. And doc, when I fly to the east coast, I can fly out there. I need a plane so I can take the gospel to Af Africa. Now, Africa don't need that gospel. Africa do not need that gospel. Believe me, it's not the message of the kingdom. Salvation is not the gospel. Let me drink to that because I know somebody just hollered. I know here is a cult now. Salvation is not the gospel. Salvation is a product of the message of the kingdom. The message of salvation is within the message of the kingdom. You understand is what I'm saying. The gospel in the Hebrew is the Hebrew word basar, and it means good news relative to receiving revelation of the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is back. That's the good news. The governor, the Holy Spirit, who is a total embodiment of the country to place the kingdom of heaven is back. That's what everybody was looking for. The kingdom. When is the kingdom going to be restored? When is this going to happen? When are the laws, the culture, the governor kingdom coming back? Couldn't come back until the, the price was paid or until the debt was paid that was created by the first man, the first Adam. You understand? That's the gospel. Salvation is the process that we go through to get back in position. We don't stop at the door though. We don't get saved to go to heaven. That's the religious gospel message now is getting saved. You get saved, you go to heaven. You won't go to hell. That, that's not the gospel. That's not the gospel. That is not the good news. What's the point of going to heaven and heaven need no help? And we were not created to live in heaven. We were created to live in earth. Earth. If we get born again uh, and, and keep the lifestyle of the uh, kingdom, and if we die prior to uh, the snatching away of the congregation, uh, overcoming ambassadors who are fulfilling their assignment, who will be uh, in the place of glory during the seven-year trip on the earth and then come back after that, you understand? If, if we die but prior to then, yes, that's, that'll be our, our resting place until that happens and not hell. But we still, everybody coming back on earth. Everybody, everybody is coming back to earth, period. Everybody in heaven is coming back to earth, live on earth throughout eternity. That's the real gospel message. All right. All right. Let's look at uh, one, uh, another uh, point here we want to look at. All right, so that's the effects of religious culture because, because the word is not there, then whatever religion say, change the person and the person succumbs to it. And most people think religion are, are restrictive laws and rules. Actually, religion is lawlessness, doing what you want to do and saying the Father have to accept it. All right, let's, let's close on this. Have you ever considered a few things? We might close on it and open back on it. 
let's just go over these points here. Let me let me do something here. I want to get them. All right, let's look at this. Let's look at this. Seven points that we want you to consider. And all that has to do with the primary subject, what message did Yeshua teach? What did he preach? Does the Bible contain all the writings of Elohim called God? Does the Bible contain all the writings, all the scriptures? Search it out, find out for yourself. Who said the Bible was authorized by the Holy Spirit? We just gave you the answer, but check it out for yourself and see who canonized the Bible. Who wrote the Bible? God wrote the Bible. He inspired the holy men to write this. He told them what to write. I didn't, I didn't say nothing about no scriptures. I said, who wrote the Bible? That translation you got, who wrote it? All right. Number four, why is there no mention of the laws of the kingdom in the Bible? Why is there no mention? Why is there no mention of laws of the king in the seminaries, in your congregation, in your church, in your assembly, in your group, in your prayer group? Why is there no mention? Why is there no mention of the? I didn't say nothing about no traditional ritual ceremony. I said laws of the kingdom. These things we need to consider. Number five, who said the Greek was the original text of the Messianic covenant? Who said that? I, I, I just want you to check and consider. Just think who said it and why did they say it? Was it the seed of Yafet? Was it Europeans? Was it original Hebrews? Just check it out. Check it out. Number seven, which covenant has passed and which is still active? Beloved, these are some foundational things that every citizen of the kingdom should know and every person that the Holy Spirit is dealing with your heart that you will ultimately become a citizen of the kingdom. You're going to have to know this. Scripture says clearly to study, to show yourself approved. He didn't say be independent and teach yourself and be all over the place listening to this and that and the other with no foundation, no structure because you're open to anything. But he said to study to show yourself approved. The scripture said, Sheol called Paul by the thing. Sheol commanded the congregation at Berea because they searched the scriptures daily to find out whether or not what they were teaching was the truth. They didn't even have the Messianic writings there. They had the Tanakh. The Messianic writings was being written, but they searched, the, they, they stuck with the scripture to determine whether or not what they were saying were truth or not. This is vital. Now, the scripture says that the Holy Spirit give us illumination and teachers will give us knowledge. This is something, if I'm not connected to a teacher, you know, it's just, okay, all right. He commanded them because they searched the scriptures. And then the angel, the Malachim that appeared to Daniel, he said, he come, as a supporter of the scripture of truth, the scripture of truth, the writings of truth, original, not some, some alien wrote, uh, beloved, or something that somebody came up with because they had a lot of money. So these things we're gonna have to consider. And when we look at this, we need to find out, does it fit with the message that Yeshua taught? What message 
did he teach? Now, with that being said, I posted this on uh, my social media. I'm getting a lot of response and I haven't heard the government of the kingdom yet. The reason why is that's what we've been taught. We've been taught everything else other than what Yeshua actually taught us. Well, beloved, we appreciate you much. Again, the scripture tell us that no one can come into the father unless they come through the son and no one can come to the son unless the Holy Spirit draw. The father is working through the Holy Spirit, drawing people to the word, drawing people to his, his precepts, his original plan. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. That's why I don't spend time on people who are rejecting the truth. The Holy Spirit not dealing with them. Why should I deal with them? When we pray and communicate to the Father on your behalf, actually already have done that. But if you have sensed that you are being dealt with by the Holy Spirit now, now's the opportunity for you to make a decision to acknowledge, believe what he is doing in you is real. That's him working with you. And you are being convicted of the lifestyle that you are living, the thoughts that you think, and you want a better life, is gonna come by way of you accepting what Yeshua has already done for you in terms of paying the price of eternal punishment for rebellion we were born into. Ask him to forgive you for rejecting that or not knowing that. Ask Yeshua to be your Lord. Ask him for citizenship. Holy Spirit will come in you just like that regenerate you, you take on the genes of holiness and your spirit will be put back in the image and likeness of the Father and then the next thing you do is coming to the knowledge of the truth. That means you're gonna have to be up under teaching of the kingdom. Do like they did and it should be now when the congregation was brought together, when the Holy Spirit came back to man, they assembled. They were connected. They were under the teaching and leadership of elders. Do the same thing. Don't let nobody fool you in being out here by yourself. Make sure that you are accountable to leadership. Make sure you have been fed. Scripture says, I give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. In the book of Messiah 20 and 28, Shao warned the senior leaders, the senior pastors, night and day with tears, telling them to feed the flock, not the individuals, Feed the flock, the congregation of Elohim, because many false teachers had come in wolves in sheep's clothing, wolves tearing things apart, ripping things apart. The main people that wolves get to are those sheep who are out there on, on their own. It's terrible. It's a terrible state that we're in. We can do better and we can get better. I invite you to become uh, connected with Empowerment of Faith Kingdom Center for Ambassadors Congregation and we'll be glad to cover you, be glad to teach you, pastor you. I mean, technology have made it possible, made a way. We got people in different states. I mean, they are faithful in everything. They are committed, they're in order and structure, and they are spreading the message of the kingdom. We love you much. We appreciate you much. If you desire prayer, we have our prayer line. We have the email. You can make requests. We have prayer school on Tuesdays, uh, right after prayer school, the uh, saints are praying. You can make a request that way. Or you can go on our website. There are things there where you can make the request. You can order books. You can order uh, whatever you need from us. We're available and we want to get it to you. Be blessed and shalom.